welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and each week, me and my buddy Murph are going to get together and talk about something nerdy. Let's jump right in. Alright, we are live, folks. This episode is going to be a little different. Murph isn't here, so uh, yeah, it's just going to be me. I haven't done a solo one in a while, so yeah, bear with me because it's it's really awkward just talking out into the abyss with uh, no one to respond to you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Murph is, uh, we talked about that for a second, Murph isn't here this week mainly because he wanted to dip out on the comic book talk. I know that's why. I just know. You gave him an assignment, read a couple issues of a book, he didn't want to do it. I'm just kidding. I actually know that he did uh, start reading it, but he's been working like 13-hour days, five to six days a week these past this past month, really. And then coming home and doing the dad thing, it's uh, not very easy for any of you nerd dads out there. Um, but yeah, so we're going to keep it. I'm going to hit some bolts. It's going to be a short one, obviously, mainly because I don't have him to... Uh, annoy me for the net for the next uh, 30 or so minutes but I'm gonna hit some uh, normally we were gonna do uh, a little bit of just general nerd news and then we were gonna discuss uh, a book that I recommended to the audience and to Murph which this book or the book this week for this month was uh, Batman the long Halloween Um. So yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I just want to run through some quick notes with you guys. Um, yeah. And so we'll do that and we'll jump right in. First, we're going to talk a little bit about games. Some gaming news. It's always with me personally. It's going to be PlayStation heavy. So if you're out there and you have an Xbox, if you're a PC player and you have some news that I'm missing that I haven't seen, hit us up, man, because I honestly just, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I know Xbox is coming out with the Scarlet and they have their whole next generation thing going on and PC game is, PC gaming is always, you know, prevalent. Um, but yeah, if I'm missing any of it, just let us know because I don't, I don't really keep up with much of that. It's always going to be PlayStation heavy. So with that being said, we obviously know that PlayStation 5 has gotten a release window. They didn't say exactly when it's coming out, but they say that it's coming out holiday 2020. So that means you would imagine November, October, November, December-ish, I'm thinking. If you asked me, I would say it's probably going to be Black Friday or yeah, I would say they do a Black Friday release. They're going to sell out instantly. And it gives them about a month to restock some right for Christmas to kind of build some more buzz. That's going to be their best bet on uh, selling out a bunch of PlayStations. So I, th- I think that's what they're going to do. So we'll see if I'm right. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, surely that's what holiday season means, right? They're not going to do it right before. I mean, I guess that is right before Christmas. They're not going to do it like the week of Christmas. That'd be stupid. As far as the specs, this thing's, I mean, it's looking pretty powerful. It's uh, got a custom AMD Zen 2 CPU, which is 8-core. 
It's got a custom AMD GB GPU, which uh, supports ray tracing and 3D audio. None of this stuff is going to make sense to anyone down there. The optical drive is an Ultra HD Blu-ray, so it supports a 100 gigabyte Blu-ray disc, which is a new thing I'm guessing, and 4K Blu-ray video. So it's the future. Um, the storage, which I'm excited about now, is a solid slate drive, which it uh, before it was just an HDD, I think. And for the first time, well, not for the first time, but PlayStation 4 was lacking hugely in the backwards capability, but they're bringing that back only for uh, um, PlayStation 4 and P PSVR, which is cool because there's so many games that are still coming out next year, like Avengers and Last of Us 2, that people are like, why well, am I going to buy this if they're just going to get re-releases? with you know, extra stuff on the PS5 a few months later. So, I mean, that's cool. And a lot of that stuff, people, are, again, I don't even know what some of that stuff means. And computers is kind of my thing. <laughs> Which, maybe I'm not so good after all. Yeah, but some of those buzzwords, I can you know answer for you. So, you hear, you'll hear 8K a lot in the coming year. <clears throat> it just means the resolution of an 8K display is 7680 by 4320 pixels, whereas 4K is only 3840 and 2160. Currently, only Samsung has created an HDR support for uh, 8K TVs, so they're the only ones that make 8K TVs. So if you have a Samsung out there, or if you have an 8K TV, you're just you just have money to waste. You're just living in the future, George Jetson style. Uh, so it'll have a slot. I mentioned that it's going to have a solid slate drive. Uh, these storage devices use flash memory to hold and move data faster than the tradi traditional hard disk drive, which was on the PlayStation 4. RAM, most of you guys know what RAM, it is. RAM is. It's the acronym for Random Access Memory, and you can basically think of it as like short-term memory for your computer. So like those short-term saves, it, it's, it's good. I mean, it needs it. Uh, ray tracing is another thing I mentioned. Ray traced games can generate more realistic shadows and reflections by calculating how the individual light rays seen from the player's perspective interact with in-game objects. So that's kind of cool. These are going to be little things that you notice. So it's not going to be huge leaps and bounds, even though I think the graphics are going to be pretty big. Um, haptic feedback. The PS5 controller will include haptic feedback. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you're pretty familiar with that already. It relays a broader range of vibration compared to the DualShock's 4 rumble. So they're not calling it the rumble feature anymore. Um, the varying levels of vibrations can potentially simulate sensations like crashing through a wall or even walking through blades of grass. We'll see. That's a hard sell. I mean, they're really selling that so we'll see we'll, we'll see how that works um it'll have adaptive triggers according to sony adaptive triggers will allow users to program the level of resistance on the l2 and r2 buttons these new buttons could be able to produce tension and pushback against the users when they're pulling the trigger so it, it'll be like what's comfortable for you which for me it, it makes me think that people are going to be running through these controllers so i hope and they're going to be like 70 bucks because why not? It's going to be expensive. 
Um, derives in processor has eight cores, which are part of the CPU that reads instructions to perform specific actions and complete tasks. The more cores a processor has, the more tasks your chip can accomplish simultaneously, which is basically saying it's going to be moving faster, way, way faster. And I, I think they were saying that the load, load times are going to be a thing of the past, which again is a hard sell, but it's going to be closer, closer than ever. Uh, threads is something that is a word that you'll hear a lot. Uh, threads are virtual ver- threads are a virtual version of a CPU core that essentially allows your processor to do double the work through a process called multi-threading or hyper-threading uh, on Intel. Uh, so while the PS5's Ryzen processor has eight cores on paper, multi-threading makes it appear as if you had 16 cores. So think about that speed and then double it. <laughs> so it's not bad. So th- those are just some words. Again, that was a, a pretty fast nonsense tech jargon that no one really cares about. They just want the games to look better and they want loading times to go away. That's it. That's all they ever want. Throw throw two terabytes in that bad boy for you know storage. I think most consoles nowadays should have two to four terabytes. I think the new Call of Duty game was something like a <clears throat> hundred gigs. 163 gigs or something crazy like that so yeah they gotta up the storage big time for the future of gaming uh what else do we have gaming news wise um oh playstation now randomly i was on my playstation the other day and just started getting all these ads and 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 whatnots for playstation now which has been around forever it was a service that had the old playstation games it was kind of their answer to backwards capability they put all these old PlayStation games, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, in some form, uh, on this streaming service, if you if you can call it that. And it was like $20 a month. I tried it. It was cool, but it wasn't like that cool. I'd pay $20 a month for a really, really crappy, you know, rendered game. Well, they added some newer games, some PlayStation games. Now, like God of War, uh, a, a Uncharted 4, which I realized I never played before. Surprisingly, I thought I played it. I'm going through it right now, which means I obviously got PlayStation Now. (laughs) But part of the appeal to me was that they dropped it down to $9. It's not something that I think I will always keep. Uh, But yeah, I I would like to get through some of the games that I never played before. There was a Metal Gear Solid game with uh, the uh, what's the Raiden? I never got to play it uh, at all. It was on PlayStation 3, I think. And I had already moved on to PlayStation 4. It was one of those ones that kind of came out in the transition. And uh, yeah, I never played it. And it's on there, so I'm going to play that. I'm really excited about that. Again, I'm playing through Uncharted. I never played Shadows of Mordor. I got that downloaded. And then I re-downloaded God of War to, to finish some of those. I don't know. I guess I just... Game I had gotten got a worth from Gamefly, so I don't own it. But yet yeah, to, to finish some of those objectives that I wanted to do on there, so that's cool. Uh, I said try it out. You can try it out right now. It's a seven day. I don't get anything for telling you this, but it's a seven day trial. Just get on there and, and play a game that you you know you never played before. I want Murph to get on there and play God of War. I know he won't. So many games that he's quote unquote supposed to be downloading and playing, but. We can say that because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> so, yeah, 
just get on there. Seven days. You can cancel it. You don't even have to pay anything. I think it's worth a shot. Again, it's not something I'll keep forever, but it's it's good to pop in and play, you know, for play a few games, knock them out. If I have a, a slow month, a lot of dad time, which I, I don't, but you never know. The opportunity might strike itself. What else do we got going on? I thought something was cool. Um, they released a little bit more on the Avengers game and uh, a little bit more in the story and a new character, Miss Marvel, which I'm not really a Miss Marvel fan. No offense to any Miss Marvel fans out there. I think, you know, she's a good enough character. She is kind of a watered down Mr. Fantastic. So I don't know, uh, but she's in it and she, her character actually looks really fun to play with. So that'll be cool. Uh, if you get a chance to check that out, there's a trailer we posted somewhere online. Yeah, I don't know. Instagram, Twitter, we posted it somewhere. Check it out and follow us. <laughs> um, not much news. It's been a lot of PlayStation stuff. I hadn't heard anything. I haven't even heard it release window for Xbox. I assume it's going to be holiday season next year. Uh, it's been really quiet on Google Stadia lately. I was saying that last week I was asking someone like, hey, have you heard anything? And it's been relatively quiet. But today, at the time of recording this, I got news that Google Stadia has a release date and it's next month, November 19th, 2019. That's crazy. I, I don't know if I'm going to check it out. I want to. I'm interested. It, it, you know, I've been having some internet problems lately that I'm really, really frustrated with. So I don't know if it's for me yet until I can get that internet going strong, which I need to. Uh, let me know if you're going to get it. Um, let me know if you're going to get it, what you what you think about it when you do get it. And just keep me posted because I would like to do a review. But I would have to do it from like other people's opinion. I don't know. That's all I have for the gaming news. Let's move on to movies. I know this isn't going to be the best sounding podcast because it's this weird thing. We went downtown for this festival and it was just, I just felt, you know, have you ever left something just felt gross? And by the time I could actually get, you know, some hand sanitizer or wash my hands, I was at home and I was already feeling icky. Ugh, gross. So my throat's are doing this weird thing. So if it sounds bad or from scatterbrain, it's because I'm dying. So please cut me some slack. As I mentioned a second ago, we're moving on to movies uh, and just movies in general. Not really like box office. I'm not, you know, Murph has the facts. I'm the guy that comes in with the topics and the bullet points and Murph drops the facts. Well, Murph's not here. So blame him. Send him your hate mail. And what's really funny is when Murph gets any, any kind of like negative response online, it really gets at him. So be nice to him on the internet, guys. He's He's a sensitive soul. Let's start off. What I, what I got on my list? Oh, the Infinity Saga, which means all the Marvel movies. They, they came out with a, a steel book set a, a few, about a month ago, I think. Don't know the price on that. It looks cool. It had some a, a few extra bonuses. It looked really nice. Well, they, they're coming out with, and they're already taking pre-orders for the Infinity Saga set, which is a 23 film set, obviously, from all the movies. It's 4K UHD with bonus content. I mean, it's a massive collection of movies. Uh, I don't think, I mean, it's 
the price, let me just tell you the price before I tell you if I'm going to get it or not. It's $550. Which, <laughs> if you think about it, that's for per movie, the 4K UHD movie. Yeah, I think you're saving money on it. But a lot of people at this point have all these movies. So you're buying like a new version of a movie you already have for a slightly better graphics. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Watching it extra smooth and watch... I'm just one of those people that... I don't have to have, like, the ultra... I don't have to see the sweat on someone's face. I just don't. I I don't have a lot of the movies. There's only a few of them. I have Endgame. I have just a few of the ones that I I really enjoyed. And, um... Yeah, I'm not going to spend $500. And plus, you know, Disney Plus is coming out next week. Not next week. Next month. In a few weeks. And I know that they're not going to have all the movies at launch, but I've seen all the movies. And I don't have enough time to binge watch 23 movies a week. So it's it's one of those things like, if you're a collector, yeah, then it might be for you because it looks cool. It has some signed stuff in there. It, it looks great for a collector. Uh, I'm not that kind of collector. I'm a comic book collector. And mainly old books. Like I collect old, old comic books. So, something like this isn't really in my wheelhouse. It looks cool. And if anybody wants to get it for me and send it to me, man, it's going to be great. I would love it. (laughs) I would appreciate it so much. But, yeah, not not happening. Moving along. Um, Oh, I thought this was funny. Murph and I were talking the other day about the Snyder Cut. It's been the thing that's been going on since the Justice League bombed. People have been saying, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. It's just... They've been demanding it since Justice League came out. And we were just talking, like, can the movie have been that? Like, his cut of the movie have been that good? Like, I hate the CGI spray-painted Superman so much. (laughs) Like, if that's not in it, then yeah, I'd like to see the Snyder Cut, too. And then, you know, he's been releasing little stuff like um, Martian Manhunters in the movie. You know, uh, who else was supposed to be in it? Carrie Kelly, the Robin uh, from Dark Knight Returns. There's just been a lot of things that he's been teaching. It's just like, this movie's, they're not, WB's not going to release this movie. Well, fans demanding the release of the Snyder Cut of Justice League purchased a bill, purchased billboards, billboard space in Times Square during New York Comic Con. So pretty much anytime you saw pictures of New York, you would see this banner. It wasn't huge, but it was noticeable enough. Which had to be relatively expensive. That said, release the Snyder Cut and it had a picture of the Justice League behind it. Fans. And again, I don't know. Fans do have a lot of power. You saw what happened with the movie Sonic. How bad everyone hated it. They went back to the drawing board and... uh it was bad. That was bad, though. <laughs> that movie would have beyond been a bomb. Uh, and on that note, there was uh, some leaked images. I don't know how true they are. There's no me. I'm not confirming this. This is no exclusive. But I saw some leaked photos of what the new Sonic looked like. And it actually looks way better. I don't know why they wouldn't do that <laughs> from the get-go. But we'll keep you posted on those. If we do see something official, obviously we'll put it out there. Um... Joker is just continuing to kill it. You, you, if you listen regularly, regularly, you heard me and Murph's review last week. Um, again, I, I don't, I didn't hate the movie. I just want to clarify that. 
I just and again, there's it's not going up against anything really. It crushed Gemini Man, which I saw Gemini Man. Um, I appreciate a lot of things in that movie. It just kind of fell apart. We'll do a review on that in a couple of months when Murph sees it. I feel like I have to send him these movies too because he won't see them. It's not his fault. He's a new dad. And being a new dad is really distracting (laughs) from your, you know, the things you personally do. Because back in the day, back in the day, he used to uh, uh, catch the movies like the day after they come out. And now he doesn't see him at all. (laughs) But he did see Joker. I think that's the only one that he saw pretty close to when it came out. Um, speaking of Joker, Jared Leto apparently and reportedly is feeling alienated and upset that w- WB moved on, moved ahead with the solo Joker movie, but without him. And that sucks because I feel like Jared Leto could have did a good job. Maybe not in the context of this movie. I feel like his Joker would have been good if the writing would have been better. I saw a picture online of Jared Leto, minus the grill, minus the face tattoos and all that extra stuff. And he looked great. I was really impressed with how he looked. It was just like some fan did it. I, I don't want to say some fan. It was my, maybe Boss Logic or somebody that's actually really, really good. So I don't want to demean that. But it was really, really good. And that just sucks that it probably won't ever happen again for him. Maybe. I mean, maybe they'll give him up. No, it probably won't happen. It was so bad. <laughs> Speaking of movies that'll never happen, Brie Larson and all of the women of Marvel apparently marched down to, I don't know, Kevin Feige's office and said, hey man, you know, we, we really want this all-female cast to work. We want to make a movie. Even Scarlett Johansson said, hey, I'm here. I want to be a part of it, even if my character's not in it. So they have like this united front. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I know some people will hate it. Um, and there was a comic book run called A-Force. I want to say maybe three years ago, 2016, 2017. I really enjoyed it. It was an all-female Avengers cast. And uh, it was good. I don't think it works in the context of a movie because there are men in the universe. Like it, There would be men in the movie. So it wouldn't be like an all, you know, all the men disappear on the planet kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know if it works in the movies. I'm not against it. So if you hear this and you're like, oh man, Lex hates women. I'm not against it. I just, I'd have to see more, you know, they'd have to show something, some kind of at least story or some inspiration because A-Force was in a world that was all women, I believe. And then when in a universe where it's all connected, I, I don't see that working unless it's some kind of alternate reality, which they don't want to do that. That they don't want to do that at all. I'd mess things up. And speaking of messing things up, we'll go right into the guy that uh, directed or wrote Venom. Uh, it's basically confirmed, saying, "Hey, what we're doing, the plan is to lead Spider-Man, Tom Holland, and Tom Hardy Venom into conflict with each other." Which to me, it's definitely like a Batman versus Superman thing. It's gonna, it feels very forced to me. I've gone over it a million times in my head, and I have yet to bring you a story that works, in my opinion, of the two movie franchise. You know, based off the two movie franchises, not just the story that I could make. I could make up a story right off the top of my head on what they could use, but 
if you actually take the movie franchise of Venom and the huge movie franchise of Spider-Man, it just doesn't work for me without being really forced. And I haven't, I'm working on it for, I don't know why, (laughs) just in my head on how the two can get together. I think Murph and I will talk about it on the next episode, but yeah, it doesn't work for me. It's going to be forced and it just, that sucks because Spider-Man is okay. And a lot of people don't actually like Spider-Man, but those same people like Venom. So maybe, maybe it will be the thing that brings everybody together. I don't know. This, this guy, I think is going to bring everybody together. I think he would be even good to bring in a Spider-Man movie, but it won't happen because Deadpool is in, you know, Ryan Reynolds went to Marvel Studios the other day. It was great. Um, apparently, Deadpool will remain with Marvel. I mean, obviously, they'll keep making his movies, and they will remain rated R, which is good because those movies have to be, I think. They really upped the ante with Deadpool 2, and I think they're going to try to do the same with Deadpool 3. So they can't go from rated R, rated R to PG-13. They, they know that wouldn't work. So that's that. Apparently, Matrix 4 is coming out, and apparently they want to cast a younger Neo and a younger version of Morpheus, I believe. Hit me up if I'm wrong. I don't really know how that works or what the story is going to be, since in the Matrix, they are they can look whatever they want to. So, I don't, I don't know if all of a sudden Neo just wants to look younger in the Matrix. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea what they're going to do. But Neil Patrick Harris and Yaha Abdul Mantin the <laughs> second. I should have just said um, Black Manta from Aquaman, or the guy that from Black Mirror that hooked up with his friend. Um, apparently, they're cast in the new Matrix movie, so that's cool. I, I like both of those actors. We'll see. I have no idea what the what the movie could be about. I don't know. If you guys know anything, let me know. But I have no idea yet. And I will uh, keep you posted, obviously. Um, more casting news. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was cast as Catwoman. I think it's great. Murph wasn't impressed when I told him about it. He thinks that Catwoman can't sell a Batman movie, which no one's asking it to. But it, And then I thought about it later. I was like, what are you talking about? He said that. And he said, yeah. Um, I said, what about Batman Return? He said, yeah, she was boring in Batman Returns. And what? What? Michelle Pfeiffer was one of the best parts of that movie. She was like a huge part of that movie. Not to mention in the Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises, whatever that movie was called. And Catwoman was in that movie. That was a big part. People went crazy because Catwoman was in that movie. She was such a big part. What are you talking about, Murph? I wish you were here right now so I could yell at you, but you're not. You're asleep, as most people are. Uh, So that's cool. And uh, on top of that, Jonah Hill, which everybody was buzzing about. They were trying to put him in as Penguin, obviously, because he's had a lot of his movies as a heavier set guy, which I think sucks because I feel like he would have been a better Riddler or someone else, like maybe Calendar Man, which (laughs) everyone knows that I'm. I'm really gunning for Calendar Man or the Ventriloquist. Those need to be the villain of this movie. But he turned down Batman completely, which is disappointing because I think he's a really, really good actor that could have brought a lot to the table. Um, Yeah, that's really all I have for um, 
movies. I know there's more, but that's all I got off the top of my head. I ran into space in my notes. I don't have much TV news, but obviously we're jumping into TV right now, y'all. Something that has really caught my eye that I'm enjoying getting updates about is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Next month, on because Thursday, okay, so everyone knows Tuesdays, Murph's Choice does whatever he wants. We talk about whatever he wants. With, you know, the, uh, that's, what did I say? Hey, Thursday, well, the second Wednesday is Murph's day, whatever I just said. We're doing this all in one take, obviously, <laughs> just because this is like uh, podcasting uncut. I'm not cutting out any of my ums. I'm not cutting out any of the long, dramatic pauses. I'm not doing any of that. This is a uh, late night uncut with Lex on a Wednesday playlist. But when Mars here, I edit out a lot of the ums and uh, all that extra stuff, all the extra sounds, clicks. I'm not doing that. You're getting a straight up uncut episode today, folks. Um, yeah, so the second Wednesday of the month, Murph's choice. The third one, the third Wednesday is my choice, basically, which my choice is usually to talk about nerd news. But I think next month I'm going to do like a recap of all of the CW shows, something that I know Murph has, uh, he doesn't like the shows at all, but he wants to watch this big crisis event. So it's going to be for him. I can catch him up on it. He can ask any questions. Hopefully he's not too bratty about it. But yeah, we're going to do a recap on all those shows. Get everyone up to speed before the big crisis on Infinite Earth. So what I wanted to talk about before this TV section of this episode is here every so often there's been a few uh, announcements on the characters that are going to be in these Infinite Earths. Or Infinite Earth episodes, whatever it is. And uh, I think I'm pretty excited about it. We can talk about every character that's confirmed right now. Uh, I think, well, that I know of. I'm sure I'm going to miss one. But we basically have everybody from Team Arrow, you know, uh, John Diggle, uh, Renee Ramirez, all those characters. Uh, And I think the future characters are going to be in there too, which I don't know how they're going to do that because this last season they had, they stopped doing flashback episodes and started doing future episodes with Green Arrow's daughter and son, uh, Diggle's son and and other characters like that. So we'll see. We'll see. And I think uh, Tommy Merlin's in it again, even though he died. It's, it's murky. I don't know. Team Flash is going to be in there. You know, Team Flash, I'm not going to go through all those names. If you don't, we'll talk next month. The Legends of Tomorrow, they'll be in there, which I need to watch this last season before I talk about it. I have some watching to do. I have some long hours to put in for the podcast of watching TV. Team Black Lightning. Surprisingly, I've only seen the first season of this show, which I was into it. So I need to go back and fin. I need to finish the second one because the third one is about to start. If it didn't start this week, I've been missing missing some of the shows. I've been busy. Um, but yeah, their their characters are supposed to be in there. At least the main character, Cress Williams, is confirmed. So we'll see. Uh, Batwoman, her show started the two weeks ago. She'll be in it. Uh, Supergirl is obviously in it, as well as the Superman and the Lois Lane from Supergirl. 
Kingdom Come Superman is going to be in here. And it's going to be played by Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh played Superman and Superman Returns in, two, in the 2006 film, which everyone hated, but I liked a lot because I met Brandon Routh at, after that movie came out at a Mavs game, and he was a really, really nice guy. Um, so yeah, he's going to play that character again. It's going to be really cool. Uh, one thing that I'm really excited about, because this is a show that started the whole soap opera, because the CW shows are basically, my wife makes fun of me because they're like soap operas with superheroes. And that's, that's a good way to explain them. Well, the show that started them was Smallville. And Tom Welling, who played Clark Kent in Smallville, will be returning as uh, Clark Kent and Superman. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, apparently Lex Luthor from Smallville, he's not going to be in it. Sad because he was great. Uh, Smallville's Lois Lane is also going to be in there. So that's cool. Supergirl's Lex Luthor. Well, John Cryer did an amazing job as Lex Luthor in Supergirl. And he's going to be back. The monitor, he died apparently. Uh, yeah, he died at the end of uh, the last season. But then the monitor brought him right back to life. We'll see. I don't know. I got a lot to catch up on. Bruce Wayne's going to be in it. So this is big. Apparently, there's going to be more than one Bruce like Wayne. But confirmed right now, we have Kevin Conroy playing an old man Bruce Wayne. And Kevin Conroy, if you don't know, played the voice of Batman in the original animated series and then the games, the Arkham games. So he's pretty much just as much Batman as anyone else. So that'd be cool. Burt Ward is going to be in it. Uh, if you don't know who Burt Ward is, he played Dick Grayson, Robin, in the classic 1960s Batman TV show with Adam West. He's old, so he won't be doing a lot of action stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be doing. And that, with Adam West passed away, it would be cool. He would be great in it. But that can't happen. Uh, some classic crisis characters are going to be in it. Obviously, Tom Cavanaugh, he's been he played a million characters in Flash so far. He's going to be playing a character named Pariah, who is central to the story, the cla- the original Crisis comic. Um, the central antagonist for the Crisis is going to be the Anti Monitor. Uh, La Monica Garrett is going to play the Anti Monitor, Monitor, and the Monitor. So he's going to be playing two roles, getting that double paycheck. Good for him. And there's a lot of other things. I know they're gonna they're gonna throw a nod to Michael Keaton's Batman and the old Batman uh, the old Batman movies. So that's cool. Yeah, they're teasing a lot of stuff. I think they cast uh, someone to play the Spectre. You know, John Diggle's wife is playing another character. I can't. Man, top of my head, I just lost it. But uh, I'm excited about this one. It's really cool that they're doing all these these fan services because it's the last episode, last season of the Arrow which I've started watching and I'm just super confused by. But, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Um, oh, but let's talk about other on the flip side of that. Marvel shows that are coming out next month is Disney+, Plus, which I'm excited about. Some people are kind of meh about it. I put out a poll on Twitter and it's about 50-50 with like 63 votes. So... With 64 votes. It was even split. So we'll see. Um, they released this super long... On Twitter, they just put tweets out for every show that they have coming out. And I was just going through the thread, seeing what I could find that I didn't notice... That I didn't know about before. And because because they talked about maybe 
putting out all the original shows like X-Men, uh, the animated series, Spider-Man, all those shows. But then it was like, oh, we don't know if we can do that. Maybe it's going to be a regional thing, like certain areas of the world are going to get it. But they confirmed they're getting all those original shows. They're going to have uh, X-Men Evolution, which is a great show. The old Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends, which was one of my favorites as a kid. I, I'm really excited about this. Not to mention, they're throwing on the show called Gargoyles, which I've talked about. It was I do this spotlight every Saturday morning on our Instagram about Saturday morning cartoons, mainly the ones that I liked so much as a kid. And one of them was, I think the second one I did was Gargoyles because it was just so good. Just so, so very good. And it's coming out, which I, you know, I think it's going to get a new season. I think they're going to renew it or bring it back or redo it or something. It's, it's too good of a show for them not to. Further down the line, which we have the timeline, I think it's going to be fall 2020. Black Widow comes out in February or March. And then in fall, they're going to have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which starts those these those Marvel shows. It's reported that the show the shows are going to be like they have a budget of like 150 million, putting it at like 25 million a piece or something like that, maybe per episode. I think all the shows have 150 million of uh, budget or something like that. It was like 25 million dollars an episode, which is insane for something that's supposed to be a show. That's going to be like a slight downgrade from those big ass movies that they do. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the shows. I hope they're good. You know, there's been lots of speculation. We're not going to dive into that right now. Yeah, so maybe next, maybe my episode, no, it's got to be the CW. Or maybe we'll talk a little bit about my my initial thoughts of uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that'll be good. I guess why not? What else? Ooh, this is going to be a short list. I don't have much TV stuff because I just haven't been... I haven't been watching that much TV, which is good. Get out there, read a book. Even if it's a comic book, it's still reading. Uh, Walking Dead premiered. I did. I had no idea. It came out like two weeks ago. And, and, and you know, it, because I saw a report today earlier that it has like record low uh, viewing or whatever it is. And I, my initial thought is just like maybe nobody knew it came on because honestly, I had no idea. They, they, I didn't see it anywhere online. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they should do a better job. I mean, I watch it. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it, but who knows? What else? You know, speaking of things that we don't know what's coming out, what you know? What what else do we have going on this year? I, I think I have a little list. October 20th, a show that I'm really excited about, uh, The Watchmen season one is coming on HBO. That's October 20th. That's in a few days. Um, End of the Effing World Season 2 on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched that show. That was a really good show. That comes out November 5th. The Rocketeer. Apparently, they're having a show of The Rocketeer coming on Disney Junior. So, it's going to be like a kid's show. That's November 8th. Harley Quinn on DC Universe. It's a cartoon show. It's coming out November 29th. So, that'll be cool. I guess if you're into Harley Quinn, I'm, I'm really not. Um... Runaways Season 3, great show on Hulu. If you haven't checked it out, I strongly recommend it. It comes out December 13th. And 
then Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Season 2 is supposed to come out this year. I have an unspecified date. I don't know. 2020, the only thing I have for sure is DC's Legends of Tomorrow comes out January 14th. That's Season 5. I think it kicks off after the events of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think that that's when the DC Legends of Tomorrow starts. But some unspecified dates. I have Walking Dead Season 11. I have Vagrant, Qu- uh, King, Vagrant Queen Season 1 on Sci-Fi coming out. Boondog Season 1 on HBO Max. I don't want to get HBO Max, man. But Boondocks. And then apparently they're getting another DC show. They're going to try to do like the Marvel thing. I really don't want it. Too many streaming services. Uh, Doom Patrol Season 2 is going to be on DC Universe and HBO Max. I don't want to cancel DC Universe because of the comic books on there. It's just, I just got too much going. I'm going to have to get like three jobs. Doom Patrol Season 1 was really good. If you have a chance, I strongly recommend checking it out. Uh, the animated series Spider-Man Maximum Venom is coming out. Apparently it's season three of that. It doesn't, uh, the comic book fans online don't really like it. From what I've watched it, I liked it. But again, I'm not too picky. As long as it's got superheroes in it, I'll usually watch it. And that did, I didn't like it in humans. <laughs> so don't, don't quote me on that. Snowpiercer season one, it's a show based off of the movie that comes on TBS. Don't know when. Falcon Winter Soldier season one, Disney Plus. I'm thinking fall 2020. Uh, Hellstorm, it's another Marvel show. It's coming out on Hulu, season one of it. Don't know when. Stargirl, season one on DC Universe. Don't know. Ghost in the Shell is getting a show. It's on Netflix. Don't know when it's coming out. Hilda, season two. Netflix. Why, which is based off the comic book Why, Why the Last Man, which I've been waiting to come out forever. But we don't know when it's coming out. It's coming out on the FX. Uh, there's a third Walking Dead spinoff that's coming out on AMC in 2020. Don't know anything about it. So if you do, please hit me up. Let me know any news you have. An interesting one on CW because of the success of Riverdale and Sabrina on Netflix. I assume they're having a show called Katie Keen come out on uh, the CW, which if you're a comic book collector out there, you should probably look up some old Katie Keene episodes, or issues right now, like first appearances of her, because you can make some some decent money whenever the new one comes out, or whenever the show comes out. But she's a, I think she's a character in Archie. If I'm, I, I'm probably remembering that wrong. But there's some things that are in production <clears throat> that have no real date yet. Uh, Young Justice season four is got a show got a, uh, they're coming out big hero six season three uh the boy season two boondocks like i said ducktales which has been great season three is in production uh, in development we got she hulk we got moon knight miss marvel dmz we got an untitled akira sequel which i didn't even know about that um and that's gonna be on sunrise wow i didn't know about that Hawkeye Season 1, Marvel's Hero Project, Marvel 616, Umbrella Academy Season 2, Hit Monkeys is coming out on Hulu. That's going to be great. Um, uh, Tigra and, da- and Dazzler show on Hulu. Didn't know about that. Modoc's getting a show on Hulu. On Hulu. Howard the Duck. I, it, there's a lot, of, a lot of movies and shows coming out. I'm really excited about that. Secret 6 is getting a show. On CBS, no one watches CBS. That's a bad. That's a bad call. American Jesus season one on Netflix. I'm really excited about that. I hope we get some more news about that soon. 
uh, well, we can talk about that a whole other episode. Jupiter's Legacy is another superhero book that's really, really good. It's I think it's a Millar book. Millar book? Jeez, Louise, I'm falling asleep over here. <laughs> Not really. Uh, that's coming on Netflix. I've been waiting on that. I've saw some. I've actually posted some set photos on an Instagram story one time. So if you missed it, you missed it, dog. Sorry. Hit me up if you want them. I got them on my phone still. Yeah, we got, there's just so many shows coming out. I could I could do this all day. These are all in, in you know in development, so we don't know much about them. Invincible, an animated series, is coming on on Amazon. And if you know anything about me, Invincible is my favorite comic series of all time. So I'm really excited about that one. Um, yeah, I could do this all day. There's so many shows that are in production that we just don't know about. Witchblade? Jesus. There was an old Witchblade show that came on USA. It was terrible. So yeah, we're not going to go through that whole list of shows that are that are in production. Uh, but one thing that I did get some, some news of is Will Smith is returning to NBC. I don't know if NBC is handling it. But they're going to make a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air spinoff. <laughs> I don't know why. I loved the show in the 90s. I'm sure most of us did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. Yeah, we'll see. All right, comics news. I, I, you know, I talk a little bit about comics all the time on the internet, whether it be Twitter or Instagram, like all the time. So I don't know really what to say, but I do know I can do it comic books this week, some moments that really caught my eye. So spoiler spoiler alert if you haven't picked up any of your issues. And then we're going to dive into um, a little bit of the long Halloween because that's what we were supposed to talk about today. And I just want to touch base on it, give you like a two minute review and you should pick it up. Just go pick up a trade, you know, and just read it. It's good. That's what my, I strongly suggest. That's what the new Batman should be based off. So let's hit some quick moments. This is going to be a quick section. And let's see. Uh, so if you didn't know, you should be reading Absolute Carnage. Let's just get that off. the. Let's do this right now. You should have read House of X, Powers of X. It just finished. Go pick them all up. Read them. X-Men number one started. It's great. So far, they're just... They're just hitting home runs with the X-Men stuff for me. Some people are impressed. I am really impressed. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, but I feel like yeah, mutants are weird. That should be something they should double down on. So pick up House of X or Powers of X. I, mean, I want to do... Let's just sidebar real quick. Sorry, I know this said it was going to be quick. I want to do uh, some video content for YouTube. I've, I've talked to some comic book shops here and we've you know, bounced around some ideas. So I want to do... On Thursdays on YouTube, I want to do kind of a top 10 moments in comic books this week, which is something I think I can do. I need to upgrade my camera and all that, but I just, I'm just i just going to start doing it. Now, maybe I'll do my first one tomorrow. It'll suck. Who cares? A top 10 moments in comic books, and then I want to do a weekly review of a, a book. So now that I've finished House of X, Powers of X, I might review do a review video on both. Someone hit me up on Twitter and asked me to review J.J. Abrams' Spider-Man book. It's I read the second issue today. I might read reread both of them and do a quick review of that. There'll be like 10-minute videos. And then once Absolute Carnage is done, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just do the whole series. I don't know. I don't, whatever people ask for, I will, I will review. So, if you haven't been reading Absolute Carnage, it's another thing that you should be reading. It's great. It's 100%... Spider-Man. It's a Spider-Man book, but 
you know, very little Spider-Man. <laughs> and if you have been reading it, spoilers ahead. Last week or last month, uh, Carnage or Venom, the symbiote jumped on to the incredible immortal Hulk and was using the Hulk's strength basically to fight Carnage. Well, in this issue, somehow Carnage beats <laughs> beats the Hulk and absorbs the damn Venom symbiote. So combines the Venom and the Carnage symbiote together and becomes this super symbiote. And so the next issue is going to be Venom versus Carnage. That's great. If you know anything about Sentry, Sentry is a super early overpowered character that has every power known to man. Well, in the Agents of Wakanda, a new book out, it's on issue two, they're are pretty much going up against them. And obviously, you know, if you know anything about them, they don't have the big guns. But Black Panther calls in a favor to the mighty Thor, and they get around two, or I think it might be around three or four now that these two have fought. It's a great issue. Check it out. He's like ridiculous. He's he's ridiculously overpowered. Maybe that's a whole nother moment. He's OP. He's we knew that before, but man, they really doubled down. Like how why even have this character? He's too strong. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I know. There's a cool issue in uh, City of Bane. It's a run on Batman. Oh, man. I don't have it in front of me. But if you know, Thomas Wayne's back. He's Batman. The Flashpoint Batman. Well, he goes up against the Bat family. Robin, Robin, Batgirl, Huntress, Batwoman, The Signal. He goes up against them and looks like they beat the crap out of him. It's a good issue. But then he just comes out on top. And he uh, actually beats the crap out of him. <laughs> so it's great. And he has a line at the end. He says, I'm Batman. My, you know, my son's forgetting who he is. He's my son and I'm Batman. It's great. It's very, very good. Um, Wally West is doing some cool stuff. And Flash Forward, I didn't expect to like Flash Forward at all. But he saved Universe, or he saved Earth 23, which is one of my favorite Earths. Because it's, uh, I don't know, it's got that cool black Superman that's based off of like, I don't know. Michael Jordan and Barack Obama combined together and Superman. So it's really cool that he saved them. I, I don't know. It's just a fun book. And what else? What else do I got? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I got. You know, they there's some cool stuff going on with the Justice Doom War, but I honestly didn't re- really read that one. That's like the last, that's one of the things that I have left to read. Uh, Metal Men's back. If you're a big Metal Men fan, they're back check them out and the dark universe they're doing these side stories in the dc black universe black label and they just came out with one called nightfall which is based off of when bane broke batman's back back in the day great stuff check it out it's it's actually really interesting and it's really cool because the book's in in a magazine format so it's a little bit bigger the paper's a little bit heavier nerd stuff that that no one else cares about I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got. Just read the entire thing. He's got like Bruce. He, Asriel kills Bruce Wayne, and then he, you know, he, you think he's dead, but then the end of the issue, you find out that he's keeping him alive. It's just like his head connected to, to this life support. It's, it's you should read it. It's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's all I got. I'm rambling hard <laughs> on Congress. I read so much today, and then I should have organized my notes a little bit better. Tomorrow when I do my top uh, moments from this week, 
I'm going to be a little bit more organized. Who am I kidding? It's going to be a crapshoot. All right, let's talk a little bit about Batman The Long Halloween. Again, it's one of my top five favorite stories of all time. Batman The Long Halloween is a 13-issue American comic book limited series written by Jeff Loeb and the arts by Tim Sale. I love Tim Sale's artwork. It was originally published by DC Comics back in 1996 and 1997. It was the follow-up to three Batman Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween specials, which were reprinted in a a combined Batman Hunted Night by the same creative team. Uh, I think the entire series is collected into a trade paperback, and it's one of uh, DC's absolute editions. Oh, so good. Yeah, they did a sequel called Batman Dark Victory, and then Catwoman went in Rome. It was just, they were all great. This entire connected run was so good. It takes place in Batman's early days of crime fighting. The Long Halloween tells the story of a mysterious killer named Holiday who murders people on holidays each one uh, one each month. So working with District Attorney Harvey Dent and Captain James Gordon, Batman races against the calendar as he tries to discover who Holiday is before he claims his next victim each month while attempting to stop the crime war between two of Gotham's most powerful families, the Moroni and Falcone. Or Falcone. Uh, I know. Uh, this novel also acted as a reintroduction to the DC universe for one of Batman's most elusive foes, Calendar Man. Which, if you've heard me the past few weeks, I love Calendar Man. <clears throat> he actually knows the true identity of the Holiday Killer, but refuses to share this with Batman. He instead riddles and gives Batman hints from Arkham from his Arkham Asylum cell. The story also ties into the events that transformed Harvey Dent into Batman's enemy Two-Face. Enemies such as Scarecrow, the Joker, Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, and the Riddler, among tons of others, make appearances. In continuity terms, The Long Halloween continues the story uh, from Batman Year One. So if you if you like Batman Year One, you're going to like this because it just keeps going. That heart, That detective feel of him learning the robes. That's a big part of it. It also revolves around the transition from Batman of Batman's rogues galleries from simple mob goons to full-fledged super supervillains. And again, it's the origin for Two-Face and it incorporates, you know, a lot of those stories in Batman Annual number 14. So like I said, it's it's really heavy in Batman's um uh detective stuff. You know, essentially it's a year one tale. It incorporates every aspect of the Batman mythology into one long maxi series mystery. You know, Batman needs to kick a lot of butt. He's got to deal with the relationship with the police and has to do like a ton of detective work, you know. And again, he goes up against the big guns from his rogues gallery and then sprinkle in, obviously, Bruce Wayne, like his life as Bruce Wayne. They they mention they they tend to not forget about that, which is good because it is a big part of the character. Loeb and Sale, <clears throat> they're the perfect duo, if you ask me. Like, my favorite writer and um, artist duo. And The Long Halloween might have cemented that, you know. Uh, it's, it's just, it's an enjoyable read. You know, watching the clues that you that you don't, the subtle clues throughout the whole issue that you don't know. And watching them unravel until the end, it, it's good. It's just a good book. Uh, he mixes Batman and Bruce Wayne's lives as well as anyone has yet to me. You know what I mean? 
and he brilliantly demonstrates the bond of brotherhood shared between Batman, Jim Gordon, and you know, then uh, District Attorney Harvey Dent. You know, as the murders progress deep into the year, the friendship falls apart. In fact, you know, all of Gotham is falling apart. Batman's presence brings out the worst in his villains, which is a good thing to see because it's something that I've always thought. And then that darkness overtakes Gotham, leaving it colder, harsher, and less friendly at the end of the book. Which a lot of people say, you know, Batman's, he does fight crime, but he also is not really helping, you know, the situation. Like, at all. Uh, The Long Halloween, for me, it shows how far the DC's current continuity just falls apart. It's a tight, engrossing, and intelligent writing. It never goes against the characters, you know? It's, I don't know, it, it just stays true to the story. Everybody knows that I'm really big on keeping the characters true to, I know Murph hates when I say source, source material, but, you know, just to who they are. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. And then it even follows into Dark Victory. Dark Victory is a sequel book, and it's it, it just continues to be good. So I'm just going to keep this short. It's a good book. I, I can say that a million times. If you like The Dark Knight Returns and you like Batman Year One, then this needs to be your next purchase. Uh, check it out. You know, that's 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 all I got to say. It's a solid, quick, few minute review on uh, that book. There's no you know back and forth with me and Murph. It would have been a little longer, but that's that. Uh, I'm definitely circling the drain. I'm rambling, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this raw, uncut episode solo mission with Lex. Um, Murph will be back next week. Next week we're doing our fan cast. I don't know what we're fan casting yet. So stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter because it'll be on there somewhere. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, whatever on the episode, you can either hit us up on one of those. You can leave a question on Anchor. We'll answer it on the air. I need to check those. I don't, I don't check those. Sorry. <laughs> but I will. I'll check those actually when I get off of here right now. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We've been doing it for over a year. This is really insane. We got some big plans coming up for the next year. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about them. I don't want to jinx it. Uh, just really excited. So again, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Hey guys, I wanted to take another quick second and say thank you for stopping by and listening to me and Murph's nonsense. If you really want to support the podcast, take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it on your story. Tag us and we'll repost it. See you guys next week.